It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, June 24th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Of course, we got things kicked off with the HBCU Football Daily Podcast in its third year on last Wednesday. Kicked things off with Alcorn State. On Thursday, we took a look at Bowie State. And on Friday, we took a look at Miles. All three won respective conference championships in 2018. Today, we're going to go to Jacksonville, Florida, take a look at the Edward Waters Tigers finished 4 and 7 in 2018. A lot of big things ahead on the horizon for the Tigers. If you read between the lines, it looks like the Tigers may join the SIAC at some point. They were in a conference on last year. They're now a, a, a NAIA independent school. They're playing 8 SIAC teams this year eight SIAC teams this year they they have also applied for NCAA Division II status so you read between the lines right there looks like Edward Waters it's on his way to being uh eventually in the SIAC joining us today on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast Edward Waters head football coach Gregory Ruffin going to join us on the program don't want to miss that stay tuned we got Head football coach Gregory Ruffin of Edward Waters on the other side. Box to Road. Box to Road.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Road.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Road.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader it's donald ware host of from the press box to press row the biggest names our guests on box to row that is the voice of kevin durant oh yeah well i'm just you know trying to get better every single day you know um, we've been through a lot as a team and i enjoy playing with a great group of guys hey this is ronda rousey this is michael vick hi this is layla ali hey what's up everybody this is skylar diggins hey it's alex morgan with the u.s women's soccer team i'm talking about none other than serena williams oh thank you very much thank you that was definitely one of the better matches i've ever played i've had it just like that you know i was really focused yeah, and i was really um ready and serious just really you know excited missed any of these interviews then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com that's from the press box to press row real relevant radio let's continue with the hbcu football daily podcast and when we say we talk all 51 institutions that play hbcu football we mean it and on the line we are joined by a gentleman in his second season as the head football coach at Edward Waters. The Tigers went 4-7 and seven on last year. Got a nice schedule, which we're going to get into as, of course, Gregory Ruffin joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Ruffin? Everything's well. Everything's well here in Jacksonville. How are you doing, Donald? I'm doing great, man. And You know, I, I got to start it this way because I want to talk about last year, but I got to start it this way because when I look at your schedule, I mean, you got two FCS opponents. You have eight SIAC opponents. You are playing an independent NAIA schedule this year, whereas last year you played in a conference. Is Edward Waters set to make the move to the SIAC? Well, I 
administration is doing some things, uh, you know, under the leadership of Dr. A. Zachary Faison and uh, Mr. Paul Bryant, our new athletic director. Uh, you know, our administration is doing some things as, as we move forward, you know, in terms of what they want to do and what they see realistically of what we are and where we're going in the near future. So you, you're going to be seeing some things in the future as it relates to that. I got you. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so l- let me ask about this because I mean, all of these things are transforming for you. And I mean, with you, I mean, with your history, you're a builder of programs. If you look at the Shaw program, you know, you look at the Benedict program, I mean, the Shaw program in 02 won seven games the next year, lesser call against Fayetteville state probably would have played in the CIAA championship game, won it in 04. So in pain, so on and so forth. So can you talk a little bit about this stadium? It's been a long time coming a stadium on campus for Edward waters college. Yeah, you know, they brought football back in 2001 at Edward Waters, a uh, year before we brought it back at Payne College. I mean, I mean at, uh, at uh, Shaw University, I'm sorry. But, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the moon is kind of aligned with the stars, uh, the things that were done, uh, you know, with the past administration under uh, the direction of, of Dr. Uh, Glover in terms of the, uh, the planning, in terms of what was going to go on over there in Kings Road and, 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 and uh, you know, an agreement was made with the city, you know, in terms of being able to get us our own permanent home on our campus. So it's a collaboration uh, with the with the college and, and with the city of Jacksonville. So I, I, I'll tell you what, being able to call uh, and have a place that you can call home, I think one of the things that hurts some programs is, you know, when you've been in a transient status for so long. Uh, to be honest with you, that's one of the key reasons that I wanted to take this job. I said, man, you know, you're in Jacksonville, you're in Duval County, you're right there, you know, with Colquitt and Camden County and, and all those programs down in the South Georgia area that are very phenomenal. And, and it's, it's just everything, you know, we're, we're headed there. And I'm excited to be, you know, uh, in the mix on this thing and being able to direct the program as we move forward in the next era of Edward Waters College football. So the stadium is set to be ready when you guys uh, in 2020, when you guys play in the SIAC, wink, wink. Well, it, 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 that, that's the plan right now. <laughs> Everything's getting ready to jump off, and and uh, you know, you know, like I said, we have a scheduling agreement with the SIAC. That feels, uh, with Savannah coming in, of course, they left them with an uneven slot over on the west side. So we're we're just. We're just simply filling in over on the west side, and you know, of course, we're not eligible for a conference title, but it gives our our, our fans a chance to be able to watch us uh, play an historical black college uh, and the university football schedule, something they haven't done uh, since about the first two or three years of the program when they played as an independent. So, but right now, you know, that that's where we are right now. Anything can happen. Uh, anything further than that, of course, you know, announce will be coming. For my, my president and my AD in the future about all of that. Yeah, no question about it. Gregory Ruffin is the head football coach at Edward Waters, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast in his second season. So let's talk about the uh, the, the season. You guys went 4-7 and seven on last year. Not, not a bad season, especially in the middle part of that. Just your thoughts on 2018. Well, you know, we, we, you know, we inherited an ONT football program. And, you know, and out of 81 guys, we brought back 20, 21, and we brought in over 118 new guys. 
and the only three of them were transferred. So we, we were a freshly late ball club. And, uh, you know, we went four and seven. We fifteen thirteen. 15, uh, you know, uh, St. Andrews. Uh, uh, we were playing Kaiser uh, down in uh, down in South Florida and, and let that one slip away. We give up a 66-yard touchdown run on third and five with a minute left in the game, and we were up by, by three, and we ended up losing by four. So, I mean, you take away, you take away two or three mistakes, and we get out of this thing last year six and five. So I'm gonna be honest with you, I I can't be more ecstatic about the progress we had because having been a person that had to build two to three football programs from scratch, having to take a program and do an extreme makeover, I thought we did as well as we could with the amount of freshmen we was playing, and I thought I thought six and five was realistically something that we could attain, and we just let you know, like I say, two or three plays. We were, we, were, we were right there at it. So, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you live and you learn. And, and, and we were in every conceivable situation uh, that was in football. We came back to win one. We stopped it. We stopped uh, Faulkner on fourth and inches to win one. You know, we, we got one where we let it get away from us. And then we got another one where we drove down and scored. And we won. And, you know, and then we won one in overtime. So, that was not a scenario that a football coach can even think of that our young ball club did not have to go through last year. And that's going to do, that's going to work wonders for us as we, we continue to transform this program from an experience standpoint. We're going to get in some situations uh, this year. These kids are going to say, been there before, been there before, done that before, you know, and, and, and they won't be like a deer in headlights. And I, I think that's the one thing that we can attribute to some of the good, the bad, and the ugly that we had last year then it's going to catapult us to even having more success and being able to grind some things out and help us with our ability to finish in those close ball games. Yeah, do you think Do you think that because you had all of those freshmen in the last four games, did that finally sort of catch up with you? Well, we, we had some injuries. Down the stretch, we had some injuries. And, uh, and I tell you what, you know, it, it kind of hurt us on the defensive side of the ball. You know, because we had that three-game win streak, and then it, we snapped it when we went down and lost that close one uh, to Tyler because we, we had four road games in a row, and that's another thing. You take a freshman ball club, you go on the road, and you win three out of four in a four-game road swing, that's pretty impressive for a young ball club. But as we got down, on, like you say, on the back stretch of it, you know, the injuries and the depth issues and things like that, and we started to play, you know, a couple of big teams in our, in our league. I'll tell you what. You know, the Sun Division of the Mid-South Conference, you, you know, I've coached at Bethune, I've coached at Jackson State, I've coached at Southeastern, and, 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 uh, and you know, seeing, seeing that, seeing at Texas Southern, seeing that team we saw at Southeastern, hey, they just as good a, good a, uh, a one double A football team as you're going to find, and they're in one, and they're in any eye. I mean, they had a big, fast, physical football team, and I mean, I mean, I can see them winning seven to eight games in the MEAC, and I'm not just saying that. And they've been pretty good over there. They've invested a lot of money over the last six, seven years that they've had that program. They put a lot of money into it. So we kind of ran into some of the stronger teams, some of the more senior-laden teams, and it kind of caught up with us, you know, from the experience and from the depth perspective of the ball clubs we were facing. Gregory Ruffin is the head football coach at Edward Waters, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. So let's talk about some of the personnel. We'll begin on the offensive side of the football, and one of the guys you got coming back is a wide receiver, David Beeks, who was your your leading receiver last year. 
Yeah, David, David Beeks will be a senior. Uh, you know, he's the guy who was in the program, transferred to FAU, transferred back in last year. And, I mean, he's a guy that legitimately, you know, he's going to be a 4-5 guy. You know, he's a muscled-up kid, got good quick twitch, twitch, quick twitch muscles and things of that nature. And so he, he's a guy that, that actually is getting a look. You know, he ran over at uh, Jacksonville University uh, on that junior day over there. So he's getting some attention, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can do some things for us on that side of the ball this year to get us going. I mean, but I tell you what, you know how I operate. This is a transfer year for us. So you're going to see about 15 to 16 transfers that's going to really, really, really take us from, from point A to point B and real quick. We're going to skip over B and C. You know, I'm very excited about the transfers that we got coming in. Any, any of them you can speak on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a kid, uh, Derek Davis. Uh, he's a transfer wide receiver out of Miami. I uh, just transferred in from uh, Johnson C. Smith. I uh, played a year there. I wanted to get back to Florida. A uh, very exciting kid. You know, they can do some things. We also have a defensive end slash tight end, a uh, kid named Matthew Wilkerson. Uh, he's the brother of uh, Muhammad Wilkerson. Of course, he plays in the NFL. He's a defensive end slash tight end. He's 6'7", 270 pounds. And, I mean, he's a, he's a boy dog. So we're, we're excited about getting him in the program. So it's one of those things where, you know, between those guys, uh, you know, we got we just got on a couple of, signed a couple of transfer linebackers. Uh, so I mean, you know, from a defensive standpoint, you know, we got a kid Lee Graham that's going to be coming in. I played at Baker County, lost in the state championship game. I mean, I mean, we have some dudes, man. I think, and that's the biggest thing that that we're fired up about because we know we're going to bridge this gap, this gap over here, real, real quick. Yeah, no question about it. So, um, does it help? Tell me, you know, I'm, I'm, it's sort of intriguing, especially that you guys have made the application, at least, to play Division II football. You've coached in FCS. You've coached in Division II. So, like, what's the difference between NAIA and then the NCAA? I'm going to be honest with you. The maximum scholarship in Division II is, is 36 in terms of your, what your multiplier is uh, times whatever the full cost of tuition. So you, the full the, the, the multiplier is 36 times whatever the full cost of attendance is. All right, in NAI, it's 24 times the full cost of attendance. So you know it's one of those situations whereas whereas um, you know it's just the difference in 12 scholarships. That's all. Okay, so, so ta- can, talent level or nothing. There's nothing like talent level or anything like that. Oh no! I, no no no! Not at all. Because I can, you know, I, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, you know, having having coached in, in all those various, uh, you know, different uh, conferences and things like that nature. The, the only the only difference that I would I would tell you is, is scholarships, because you know, you just got to look. I mean, because most of them, a lot, a lot of teams, especially on the HBC circuit, you don't have many that's, that's giving out the full thirty six. Whereas you may have a lot of NAIs giving out the full 24. So I'm going to be honest with you. When you look at the top tier teams in, in, in NAI, look at, look at Langston. Langston, Langston, he's done a heck of a job over there at Langston. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and, I mean, he's won, he's won three rings over there in the last five years. And, uh, and he's done a great job. Quentin, Quentin's done, done a great job over there. And they're NAIA football team. And you've seen them, you know, look at when they play Southern. They played them real well. You know, 
when they step out of their conference and play the HBCU, they've done a hell of a job, you know? Yeah. No, agreed. Um, so lastly, how important, because, I mean, when you look at the schedule, you got the home game against Morehouse to open up the season September 7th, and your next four games are on the road. So Morehouse coming off a, a pretty solid season. So how important is it, you know, to get off on that right foot, that first game um, against uh, against Morehouse? And, and uh, you know, it probably will be the last time that you're going to play um, at your current stadium before you move into your uh, on-campus stadium. Well, I, I mean, it's important because it's the first ball game. It, it's the home opener, and it's and, 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 uh, I think and I think it's it's important because you know it's a new era. It's, it's you know in terms of where we're going, where our administration wants to go, and we need to we need to have a good show. You know, I tell you what, I, I played I played Morehouse uh, when we started football at Payne, and we lost to them by four points. You know, we lost our first game by four, our five, our second one by four, our third one by three, and our fourth one by two. With a starter program, we threw a pick six, six, six games in a row. So you know, you know, we they barely got out of it alive. You know, and I know, you know, and, and, and uh, Coach Freeman and I, we're real good friends, and you know, and, and, and everybody knew the t- kind of program that we were getting ready to have at Payne College. And I think, you know, I can tell you like this: what we're doing over in Edward Waters. It's, it's probably it's, we're probably going to be a couple of steps even better than what we were doing over there. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. in terms of the talent level and, and the things that we're able to do from a recruiting from a recruiting standpoint. So I mean we're we're excited about it, and I, I just think that you know the more Morehouse game is it, it's going to be extremely important, but it's important because it, it's it's the first ball game, it's our home open, it's the first time our people are going to get a chance to see us put on the show. And uh, and then even look at it. We got four road games after this. So after we leave, the next time we come back home, it's homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 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 so. Uh, I mean, you know, we got a four game road swing. And like I said last year, we had a four game road swing last year and went three and one. So so now dipping back into a, a four game road swing, it's not going to be you know that 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 much of a, a shock to us having to do that. We've been there and done that. You know, our thing is to be able to keep our composure, stay disciplined, and, 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 and then be, you know, from a defensive perspective, to have organized chaos and be able to move the ball and, and, and get off the field on, on defense and be able to push the ball and get first downs and convert first downs into touchdowns, you know, as far as our offensive scheme is concerned. I think if we do that, you know, we got a fighting chance. I'll tell you what, we'll be a whole lot better than people may anticipate that we'll be. You know, just because we're switching leads, we're not looking at it as, as you know, we're stepping up and, and the competition is going to be that much steeper than where we were playing at. I don't, I don't, I tend not to believe that. You get what I'm saying? Having coached in both leagues, I can understand. Say, I, I've coached at Tuskegee, I've coached at Payne, I've coached at Lane, so I've coached at three SIAC institutions. So, so I, I pretty much think I, I know what I'm talking about in terms of where we need, where we're going and how we need to get there. Yeah, no, no question. I did, I did say lastly, but for real, lastly. So you mentioned Lane, that's your alma mater on the twenty first, and then Shaw's the next week on the twenty eighth. You laid the foundation for that program uh, at Shaw. What do you think? I mean, I know you got many games before that. I get that, but what do you think the the emotions or the thoughts are going to be like when the twenty eighth comes up and you're back in Raleigh playing against uh, the program that you laid the foundation for? Well, you know, I've always, I've always, you know. Kept up with the program. It's like my baby. You know what I mean? But I tell you what, 
I, you know, I, I haven't been in Shaw over 17 years, 18 years, or 16 years. So, so I mean, you know, there's, there's, I can tell you this. I mean, I'm going in and win a football game. It's, there's no pageantry, no pomp and circumstance, you know, in terms of going back. You know, yeah, it'll be great to see some people that I haven't seen since I was in my late 20s. And I'm just, you know, I'm almost 50 years old, headed that way now. But, <laughs> but, but all, all, all of that means nothing. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm proud of what we were able to accomplish there and, and being as a birthday program and what it morphed into. But it has, it has nothing to do with, with where we're going and where we're headed over here in Jacksonville. I think the biggest thing is, you know, I think we're on the sum on King's Road, and I think everybody else is going to be able to see that in the near future. Gregory Ruffin in his second season as the head football coach at Edward Waters joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Tigers open up the season at home on September 7th against Morehouse. Coach Ruffin, always great to catch up with you, man. Uh, good luck to you and the Tigers in 2019. Thanks, Donald. God bless. So that's a wrap on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday. On tomorrow, we're going to travel and take a look at Texas College. Charles Moss, the head football coach at Texas College, going to join us on tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Tell a friend about the Daily Podcast. Also, remember, you can download and listen to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. If you missed any of our previous podcasts, you can download them or listen to them also on our website at botchtorow.com. I'll talk with you tomorrow. We having fun this evening, believe me.